Well, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this Wednesday night, the 20th of January, 2021. A lot of 20s in there. And uh, Joe's on the on the top again, so you're up there. I don't know. I, I, I changed the size of the of the Zoom video box, and now we're up and down. So let's see how long that lasts before I get tired, and then we go back to side-by-side. Side. Do you like side-by-side side or up and down? It doesn't matter to me, Joe. Hi. Well, if, if we if we had if we had seven more squares, we could play Hollywood Squares. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless of wherever you are, the maps continue to be confusing for early next week, and I'm sure we're going to get into that in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Uh, yes, exactly. A word from our sponsor, uh, Omni True Value Hardware. Long Island's largest rock salt provider and a provider of everything you need when it comes to winter storms. And also, when spring gets here in a couple of months, you're going to need mulch and uh, shovels and those pitchforks and everything else. Uh, 1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon, just north of the Southern State Parkway. 631-756-1125 is the telephone number. The website's omnitruevalue.com. And remember, folks, this they're a local business in West Babylon, and uh, they uh, service the entire tri-state area, and it, this is definitely a time where local businesses can certainly use your support, omnitruevalue.com, and maybe they'll get some good business if these uh, if, if, if these uh, winter storms wind up verifying, or at least if the first one winds up uh, verifying. Uh, yeah, I was a... You, uh, I think the GFS model is kind of thrown, the operational run of the GFS is kind of thrown everybody for a bit of a loop, but it's, it's the only one. If you look at the other four, if you look at the European, the Icon, and the Canadian, they're all very close to each other with the idea of a wave coming out. And I, I still think the issue is going to be how far north it gets, but uh, I'm starting to think that it, that, that somebody's going to wind up getting something out of this. That's about as commit, committed as I'm going to be at this stage of the game. Well, you know, at the peak of the storm, according to the uh, European, we've got the 540 just to the, actually, it looks like the 540, let's say at uh, early Tuesday morning, is going to be somewhere right across my driveway, <laughs> 50 miles north of Manhattan. Yeah. So I, I would suspect that it's going to it's going to be I don't know what it's going to be. Well, I, I looked at the <laughs> well model, yesterday the same model yesterday had everything suppressed the the European I'm talking right. about didn't lay a glove on us and now it's got us a wash in precipitation 24 hours later so who the heck knows. Yeah. But, but yesterday Joe got the week till Thursday Friday and the weekend to get a better handle. Right. And and we we've been saying that from the very beginning this week and and it, it was is and and will always be through this event, it's all about the block. And, and, and the block seems to be relaxing a bit. I also think if part of the, the part of this equation uh, is that uh, is a deep trough that's going to be out in the west that's going to try to force a little bit of ridging here in the east. And I think that's creating some room for something to happen. Uh, but this thing is definitely, I think, going to slide out on, to the south of, uh, I think it's going to slide south of 40 degrees north. It's just a question of just how how far south and how much uh, how much suppression. I, I I don't think this would be a big event, uh, but I certainly think it has the potential for being a moderate event. And I also think that there uh, for somebody uh, maybe on the southern end of of the snow shield uh, before it transitions over to rain, uh, there could be a freezing rain issue for places like southern Pennsylvania for 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 Maryland. Uh, out of this, but again, we got we've got days. We still have days to look at this. You know, the one I'm really getting excited at. Well, I don't know if I could say excited, but the one that I'm really interested in is not the one that's coming for early next week, Monday, Tuesday. But the one behind it. This, the one behind it. Uh, if for nothing else, it looks like that one really, once it gets its feet wet out over the ocean, Joe. It really winds up and becomes a monster, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, one has to wonder, you know, exactly when that intensification is going to occur. 
and how close it will be to the coastline as it's winding up. It could very well be one of these weird situations where uh, the immediate shore areas of, let's say, the Delmarva or the Virginia Capes, or maybe if it's a tad further south, maybe even Cape Hatteras gets romped on with a significant snowfall. We'll we'll see about that. That's but I thought that looks very interesting for the toward the end of the month, believe it or not, the 29th yeah. and 30th of January. Well, maybe, maybe that winds up being the big one you've been talking about. I don't know. I mean, no, it's, 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 we're speculating openly here. I mean, there's nothing here on the, you know, there's nothing uh, even close to being definitive. It, we're sure just, look like, it sure doesn't look like an 18-ounce coffee cup to me, Joe. You say it's the big one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, sn snow today on uh, uh, some snow showers moved through today, and uh, a lot of uh, spots on Long Island got the, the ground whitened up nicely, and also in uh, in New Jersey. And in fact, I, I saw something today. I guess it was it only doesn't happen very often. I don't remember if this happened when we had that snow. Remember that super snow squall that went through last winter. Uh, December, yeah, yeah. Of, uh, 2019, yeah. Yeah, they um, they issued a special marine warning for uh, the uh, the uh, snow because uh, it kind of banded up in a bit of a line when it moved off the New Jersey coast. They actually uh, issued uh, a special marine warning for coastal Ocean County and down to Atlantic County, which is I, I don't remember uh, I, I I I don't remember them ever doing that for a, for a, for a line of, of snow showers. And I, I did talk to Alan to this afternoon. He said his visibility got down to about half a mile, uh, briefly. So, uh, yeah. whatever was going on, it was, it was strengthening even further when it went out, when, when it went out past him, because he's right on the shore. Yeah. Two, two, for about two or three minutes, uh, at around, uh, two 30 this afternoon here at my house. Uh, visibility got cut down to about, I'd say about 500 feet. Uh, and you could actually see how the snow was blowing on my driveway, but uh, it only again lasted for a few minutes. And then as quickly as it came, it went. And that yes. was that. And that was that. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, we have uh, today uh, 57 likes so far, and 140 of you have joined the show. Thank you very much for being here. If you like the show, please hit the like button because it makes Joe and I happy when we go over 100 likes. And uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel by simply hitting the subscribe button and by using your Gmail account. And then you can get notifications every time Joe and I do a live stream, which is usually five days a week. Uh, we have, uh, Joe, we've got two early super chat hits, actually, three early. Super Chat hits. James H. Uh, uh, hitting Super Chat. David Fuller hitting Super Chat. And Paul Roman uh, hitting um, Super Chat. He says, towards some snow for the chat board, he, he says. Well, we certainly are going to uh, try our best uh, to get some snow in here because you know, without something to talk about, uh, it, it, it does become a bit of a struggle, but at least we do have something. And uh, why don't we start off, I'm going to bring up WPC's, which I thought was kind of interesting that they went this particular route. Of course, they suddenly have decided now that they're going to update their map. Is that what they just did on me? Hang on, I'm refreshing. Uh, there we go. No, I hit the wrong date. That's what it was. All right, let me, let me just clean this map up here. So, Joe, on the long range on the WPC... Uh, where they talk about the um, probability of at least a quarter of an inch of snow and or sleet in liquid precipitation equivalent. So that would be on a 10 to 1 ratio. We're talking at least two and a half inches of snow. I was saying uh, greater than an inch. I don't know why I got that into my head. It's a quarter of an inch of liquid. So uh, they... They have the southern edge across southern Virginia. Maybe, you know, if you draw a line from, say, Richmond to Blacksburg, that's probably, that's where they have the southern edge. And they have a 10 to 30% chance. Now, I'm wondering why they went all the way up. I mean, they really went all the way up into upstate New York. Oh, I there it goes. Here it comes. Sorry about that. Uh, they pushed that probability clear up all of upstate New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, and um, southern Maine. And I'm not, under, I'm not sure why they did that, but they did. Now, 
looking, judging from what I saw today uh, and, and what I've been seeing and, and, and this argument about you know, how, that, that this is going to be more to the south than it is to the north, I might have maybe put the northern edge just to be safe at, say, Boston, Albany, you know, somewhere up there. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering why, what, what was in their mind to go as far north as they did? A CYA forecast, maybe? <laughs> well, it could be, but I don't know. It's not exactly CYAing for upstate New York because, I yeah. mean, it does snow there on a regular basis. So uh, a, a, a snowfall for them is not exactly, you know, breaking news. Did I just hear, did I just hear the executive producer in the background? I think she said something about Samata Mott. I'm oh, not sure. What's Samata Mott up to now? I don't know. I'm looking on the chat. What board. flukes are we talking about this time? Usually, <laughs> the, usually, if we're going to talk about flukes on this show, it's about the it, it's about the ones we catch when we go fishing. You see, now she just said something to me again on the on the intercom. I'm trying my best to listen to you. Oh, I'm She's sorry. She's screaming at me. You know, it's almost, you know what it's like, Joe? It's like going back and working at uh, Fios One or News 12, where I'm trying Show to do one thing. Show the maps. Show the maps. Show the maps. Show the maps. You're not showing the maps. Oh, Show I'm them. not showing the maps. Oh, thank you. Samata <laughs> Mott. Samata, Samata, hey, Samata for you. Okay, I'm switching on one. I'm switching on one screen. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, this is it. Hang on. You could have told me you couldn't see the maps, Joe. I was looking at my own maps. You're talking about this map, and I'm looking at it on my own screen. So I don't. All right. Well, you heard. You heard. You heard what I said, though. I'm wondering why. With her yelling on my on the intercom, it's like it's like the old days where I'm trying to do a, a forecast and I'm hearing the producer say, "Wrap it up, Rayo, wrap right. it up." Let's put that part of the equation behind me. What I'm saying is, you you heard what I said about this map, so I'm interested in your commentary. Yes, I'm well, I said it looks like a CYA map. I, why? I I wonder too. Why do they have that precipitation on Tuesday morning all the way up into? The hinterlands of upstate New York and, you know, southern uh, Maine, and I, 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 know. I, I thought we were talking about a marginal, on a, a marginal, a mar, uh, something marginal for our area, you know, with the edge like right nearby or near Boston or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be curious to see, you know, how how things evolve over the next forty, over the next couple of days. Uh, maybe maybe they're seeing something that that they're they're thinking that they're that, that the uh, snow shield might wind up pushing further north. Um, obviously, that's what's got to be in their mind. But I'm just trying to figure out, you know, why they they did what they did. But no matter. Uh, as far as what's going on around the country right now, it's pretty quiet. Again, uh, there's a minimal amount of action really when you when you when you look at this. Uh, the uh, uh, We've got wind advisories and high wind warnings for North Dakota and northwestern Minnesota. You have a few counties in southwest Arizona and southeast California in the deserts where they have flash flood watches uh, up. And just a few uh, winter weather advisories in parts of Montana and Idaho. And then the rest of the country is just, you know, z, 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 you know, uh, snooze fest. So uh, that part of the equation is quiet. All right, so let okay. me. All right. Oh, all right, so let's uh, let me let me uh, let's go to the radar. I know it's the Weather Service radar, Bill Rogers, but that's all I can do right now. <laughs> but we still have a little bit of snow snow belt activity going on in upstate New York, and this is going to pick up again probably on Thursday into Friday as another trough swings by. Some snow showers uh, actually getting some ocean effect there on Cape Cod, Joe. Look at that, right over Cape Cod, seeing some echoes coming in. Uh, and then moving moving to the southeast, a few light bands up in Maine. The radar was far busier uh, earlier. Meanwhile, we have rain, and this is a disturbance that's getting suppressed to the south. So we're seeing rain uh, into uh, western Tennessee, almost to about Nashville, uh, into uh, northwestern Alabama, northern Mississippi, and back through parts of Arkansas. 
and also seeing some showers back through parts of Texas, South Texas. And here's the rain in Southern California that's coming up from the Baja Peninsula into, into Southern Arizona and back uh, into the deserts of Southern California. And even San Diego looking like they might be getting some showers out of this. So uh, they are... Um, they are... Well, that goes against that storm, doesn't it? Yes, because it never rains. It never rains in Southern California. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to bring up the uh, let's bring up the U.S. satellite view, and take a look at this. Hang on a second. I uh, I usually preload this, but I don't want to slow my uh, my my streaming uh, level down. But uh, here's uh, here's the U.S. view tonight. Got a nice looking storm out there, out uh, south of Nova Scotia. Pretty uh, rather impressive. We're probably going to get a little more impressive over time. But again, that's all part of that whole blocky scenario. A lot of Pacific tropical moisture shooting up, shooting up into the south in, into the southwest as well as into Texas, and you're getting that breakaway system that's going to pass by well to the south of the mid-Atlantic states uh, and even uh, south of the uh, of uh, the Carolinas. As this thing's going to get squashed, and it looks like some stuff's getting ready to come into the Pacific Northwest before too long, but we're looking pretty decent here. It looks fairly clear tonight, and, and I'm, I don't see anything happen. The next four days are going to be relatively quiet here unless a snow shower sneaks in. It does uh, look uh, rather wound up, that storm south of Nova Scotia, uh, a real stem winder. And again, as I mentioned at the, near the top of the show, Joe, the system that supposedly is going to hit us, or not hit us, but move off the uh, mid-Atlantic coastline at the end of next week, uh, really, really get, gets very strong, very fast. And uh, one has to wonder, I wonder, you know, how warm the, the waters are in the uh, in the uh, Gulf Stream. Right they are now. running above uh, average. I don't, I, I, I don't know specifically without pulling up the map, but they are running, a, the, most of the Atlantic is... Uh, uh, seeing uh, ocean water temperatures about uh, one to two degrees above average with a few pockets even a little bit higher than that. And I'm looking here on the chat board and somebody has uh, noted that uh, ever since you and I started to push for likes on our show, that the number of dislikes have gone up. In other words, wh wh whoever's out there or some people who are out there are trying to, uh, you know, say, hey, you know. Yeah, they, no, they I, want, did, I did. Yeah. I did see somebody on the chat board that goes by the moniker Joe and Joe suck. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I did. Yeah, there's somebody on the chat board named Joe and Joe sucks. You know, they wouldn't go through all of that trouble if we weren't making headway or weren't making. Oh yeah, I don't care if they, you know, if 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 they if this is how they want to spend their the their uh, the time on in their pathetic little lives by coming on a live stream and hitting a dislike button. Oh, please, you know, get a job for Christ's sake. Actually, I'm actually honored with that, you know? Yeah, no, I it is a badge that. of honor. Well, look, let's, yeah. let's not give them any more airtime. Uh, also okay. look at the thing off the Southwest, Joe, also very well defined here uh, on the satellite. Nice, uh, nice rotation, uh, nice satellite signature there with the with some kind of upper low that's feeding up all this moisture, and again, you know, this block, if it were weren't as strong as it was as it is, I, I think we would be probably seeing a lot of this moisture uh, come up. But now, then again, come come early next week, some some moisture is going to get involved, so uh, the block looks like it wants to relax, and that's going to be key here. Uh, with um, uh, with whatever we get next week. And the other thing is, speaking of the block, let me pull up the North Atlantic. By the way, check uh, just everybody, you know, if you use the GOES website, uh, make sure you check every once in a while on the menus because it looks like, you know, they have added a whole bunch of different sectors, including uh, the Northern Atlantic and the Northern Pacific. So, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they, they are getting more and more creative uh, and more varied with the number of options that are available. And I'm, for example, I just pulled up the North Pacific here. Just give a chance for the loop to get going. And uh, uh, there is a, a storm 
you can see the you know we we show them on the maps with these upper lows, but now we're actually putting satellite pictures of these storms and you know these Pacific storms get can, there's just two big ones over here, uh, uh, south uh, east of uh, just to the west of the Aleutians and another one southwest of the Aleutians. Uh, two very impressive systems. Look at that. Whoa. And these, and these eventually will spit out uh, systems that will have an impact, if not on us, at least on parts of the eastern United States over the next week or 10 days. Yeah, look at that trail of tropi uh, on the southern end of this, uh, the moisture on the bottom of the, the, the satellite picture there, uh, all of that pushing eastward, and then some of it kind of turns northeastward and heads up into Washington and Oregon. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, this energy, some of this energy is going to get involved here uh, at some point, making a, a, another deep trough out in the western part of the United States. And in the North Atlantic, when we've, we've been checking out there, so let me, let me bring that one up. And we can take a look, at least from the satellite perspective. We were able to see the, the upper high uh, the other day. Uh, by watching the rotation of the clouds, so let's see if we can we can do that again. We'll let the lobe, <clears throat> the loop load up uh, 36 frames or so, and it should start moving momentarily. By the way, while this is loading, <clears throat> I just want to mention that uh, we, uh, you know, this show is also available at a po as a podcast on uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and and uh, Joe, you'll be happy to know that uh, back uh, in early January, uh, we our podcast uh, was uh, hit the top twenty in the Earth Science category. They list the top one hundred, and we hit the top twenty. So that was um, that's cool. That's very cool. So just, I like that. Yeah, you see the clouds We're kind of like. We're kind of like the we're kind of like the weather version of click and clack the the Tappers brothers the the, the car experts yes huh. so look here's your Except neither one of us laugh as much as one one of the brothers used to yeah <laughs> the the, uh, the look at those low the low clouds kind of dictated all east of Greenland because they're moving from north to south and then you've got the clouds in southern Greenland going from east to west and then uh, east of Labrador. Uh, you're seeing the clouds going northwestward. So there's your upper high here, uh, that blocking high. That And, of course, with the block there, you can see how these storms are all marching underneath it. Uh, there's one. Here's another area out in the Atlantic that looks like it's headed uh, for Spain. There's one between Iceland and uh, Ireland and Scotland here that's dropping southeastward and, and, and a lot of uh, many areas in England they had flooding rains and now they're going to get this colder air that's coming in that's going to change it over to snow so uh, the NAO is having a big impact on the weather in Europe as it is you know we're seeing the impact here in the east where the weather is very quiet in in Europe uh, it, it is uh, downright uh, downright stormy and on the uh, latest surface map You've got your coastal low that's way out that formed today off the New Jersey coast, and you've got weak, cold, high pressure in. And here comes another front that will probably move through here late Thursday night or early Friday, and that'll set us up for what's going to be a cold, dry weekend. Yes, and it will be a cold weekend. I, I think temperatures up here in the Hudson Valley, Joe, uh, on Saturday and Sunday may have a tough time cracking 30 degrees despite. The fact that we should have copious or lots and lots of sunshine. So yeah, I also, it might be very, it might very well be the coldest weekend that we've seen so far this winter season. And I, I, I think Saturday, especially down near the coast, I think it may be may wind up being on the windy side. Yes, I it could be uh, rather uh, gusty, and it, it could be. It, I tell you, it was a gusty, breezy day out there today, and tomorrow, while not quite as gusty as today, still at times the winds will. Probably kick up to over 20 miles an hour. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Uh, WPC on their rainfall for the next seven days, they were they had pushed us up to a quarter and a half to to a quarter a quarter to a half an inch of liquid, and this would be for next two Monday night uh, later Monday and Tuesday. Now they've kind of cut it back to a tenth of a quarter a, a tenth to a quarter. So um, that kind of goes against what they're saying with their snowfall forecast of at least a quarter of an inch of liquid equivalent of snow and sleet 
and showing that all the way up uh, into um, into New Hampshire and Vermont. So it's kind of a, a, a conflict here. Uh, these maps were done three hours apart. So um, the the first map was done probably before most of the midday model cycle was done, whereas this map was done after the midday model cycle was done. So uh, perhaps they uh, <clears throat> looked at the ensembles and came up with something a little different. But Joe, this goes to the argument about what I was saying earlier about the fact that I think this is still going to be an issue about having this suppressing uh, to the south and that there'll be a sharp cutoff to how far north the snow gets. So I'm, I'm going to lean against the idea that it's going to go all the way up the Hudson Valley. Um, I think it's going to be somewhere, you know, maybe maybe Route 84 might wind up being the cutoff. I don't know. But it, it is going to be further south than where WPC has it, in, in my opinion. You know, you know, it, in talking about, again, that system for late next week, who the heck knows where it's going to go until we get the storm on Monday, Tuesday out of the way. If that one, yes. I'll tell you what, if that one comes further north than what we are thinking now, I think that's going to open the door for the for the system at the end of next week mm -hmm. to come up a little further to the north. And then things may really get exciting here by the uh, latter part of next week. Well, we'll uh, see. But as, like I, as, as, I as I tell the, the, the folks that messaged me about the second one, I said, let's get through the first one before we, we, st we start worrying right. about the second one. But uh, a ton of rain. Absolutely. By, yeah, a ton of rain in the west, by the way, up and down from Southern California all the way up the coast. Uh, especially in Northern California, uh, three to five inches or more over the next seven days. So uh, the La Nina doing its job of uh, bringing in a lot of moisture in, in, into the West. And of course, we see the result of the rains in the next seven days across the Southern Plains. Uh, at, well, I'm sorry, the lower Mississippi Valley and uh, through the, the Deep South and the Tennessee Valley, where we're talking about uh, one and a half to uh, three inches or more. Let, uh, I'm going to bring up the teleconnections here because I think I think this is uh, you know this is the the uh, big player. I'm I'm, uh, I'm paying extra close attention to them to them this time. And you, you, we are negative on the NAO. That's not breaking news exactly. Uh, it looks like it actually takes a, a little more of a dip over the weekend, and then it starts to spike up toward the neutral line. So that might play into what you were saying, Joe, with these, you notice we go from negative uh, about, you know, one or one and a half standard deviations from, from the, from the mean. And then right around January 31st, February 1st, we're, we're positive. And sometimes when the end, you know, you see these spikes like that, uh, I mentioned that before you see these spikes. Um, oftentimes there is a storm uh, somewhere that of consequence, something that's, uh, impact uh, impacting a large area. So the end of the month, certainly you could look at that and say, well, maybe that's some kind of a signal. And then follow that up, Joe, with a big, big spike on the AO because that goes from <clears throat> almost four standard deviations negative to zero in what looks like a matter of days. So there is some kind of atmospheric upheaval that is going on that will be going on next week and 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 wrapping up around the end of the month when the AO reaches the neutral line, and then it goes sharply negative again after that. So it uh, kind of gives you a, an idea that, that um, we, may, we may wind up just reverting back to the pattern that we've had, that we may stay blocky again. And here's another thing to look at, too. Look at the Pacific North America Index, which is going negative now, and I think that helps us with the first one, but notice it makes a bottom, and then even the PNA spikes up toward the neutral line. So... Right around this January 30, uh, 31st, maybe, or the 30th, 31st, February 1st, somewhere in there, uh, those may be uh, another, those are the dates that we might have to look at, as you said, with that second storm. Right. That that second storm, as much as everybody's talking about and analyzing and uh, discussing the first system for Monday, Tuesday, um, you go out a little bit further. And again, I'm 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 going against what I've been saying for for all these days now, you know, that you can't trust anything much beyond four or five days. And what am I doing here? I am telling everybody about a potential system coming our way like eight or nine days from now. But you can't help not looking at it because again, as soon as that thing goes off the Mid Atlantic coastline, wow! It's almost like somebody piped or pumped some uh, atmospheric steroids into it, and it gets very strong 
very, very fast. That's why I also asked the question about how warm the Gulf Stream is, because it looks like it must go right over the Gulf Stream and immediately reacts to it by blowing up. So again, that second system may very well be something exciting and something interesting to watch, but we really won't know until we get the first one out of the way. The first one, again, for Monday, Tuesday, still driving some forecasters crazy as to how far north or how far south it's going to go. We'll just have to wait and see. Right. Blocked up in Greenland. You see there that very strong upper high that is sitting over Greenland and has been there for quite a while now. And underneath that, and actually for the first time that we, maybe for the first time this month that we've actually seen this flow that sort that connects from up from northern Canada. And, you know, we've, we have this one trough that's moving through now. Here's another trough that's dropping down uh, with the weekend cold air. Here's your upper low that's wrapped up off of Baja, California, that's feeding the rain into Southern California, Southern Arizona. And then, of course, you can see on the upper upper left uh, all the um, action that's going on with those two storms that we showed you uh, out in the uh, in the Pacific. So it's a very blocky. Uh, it's a it's certainly a very blocky uh, pattern that we have. <clears throat> and the next trough will swing through here for Friday. So that brings in the cold air for the weekend. So now we can start focusing our attention on uh, the system for Monday. So yesterday, Joe. We, we talked about this upper low uh, dropping down from Great Slave Lake to Lake Winnipeg, and then the upper low goes back northwestward, and it leaves this, uh, the bottom part of it stretches out right in here, and I think this is the reason why the GFS is doing the squirrely things that it's doing, because it is the only model that is doing that. Uh, not, uh, the other models are are not exactly doing the same thing when it comes to the retrogression, nor are they really kind of stretching this out uh, and, and forming a separate upper low in that northern part of the jet stream. Uh, part of that is going to, if it does happen, that might be what suppresses everything south. But if it doesn't, uh, you do get a little bit of ridging there come uh, later Sunday, and, and that might be enough to, to bring this system, the one that's coming out of the southwest, and that's right in here, this short wave trough, that might be enough to push it just far enough north to bring that precip shield north of New York City. Maybe it gets a little bit further north. So let's say if it, if it were to wind up as far north as I-90. And by the way, you, you and I both know that there's a history of these weather models suppressing storms that wind up producing snows much further north than uh, originally modeled. So you have to be very, very, I think you have to be cautious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but the problem also is, that especially if you have a big high to the north, is where the cutoff line is going to be. And it could be a very sharp uh, cutoff line in these kind of uh, situations. So, you know, like case in point, what we had in 2016, January of 2016, uh, that, that monstrous snowstorm, 27 inches for New York City, up here where I live, 50 miles north, 11 inches, and about five miles north of where I live, one or two inches at best. So you can see how that snow can really cut off very sharply. Um, it, it's always very difficult for forecasters to make a determination about that. And again, you, you, you're right. We don't know where, especially this far in advance, we really don't have a good handle as to the precise storm track, the storm strength. It, it, we're literally going to have to wait until the storm is literally almost upon us right. before we can do any specifics, uh, talk about any specifics. Now, now here's the... Uh, your, it, it, okay, I'm the, sorry. At the very least, at the very least, it looks like next week, for the first time in a long time, next week looks like it's going to be very interesting from, from start to finish. Yes, uh, that I, so, that I agree with, uh, totally agree with you on that. And, and, and if, on the European, by the way, Talking about that retrogression, it really doesn't do that. It it, it it doesn't release some kind of shortwave that moves along in the northern part of the flow the way the GFS does. And I think that's the reason why uh, the, uh, the the first system winds up a little more amped uh, on on the uh, on the European. It's right in here. You actually can pick out a definable shortwave. The northern feature is way back. Uh, to the west. So the models, 
the GFS is the only model that's doing that retrogression and then that 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 renegade shortwave. It's a very unusual thing to see. So obviously there's some some skepticism here. If the GFS winds up being right, uh, it would have, in my view, you, we could say that it would have hit quite the home run. And by the way, the next one is uh, comes out on the European also, and you see it right here. That's a nice looking little shortwave. You've got the the split flow, Joe, with the 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 uh, colder flow from Canada right uh, into uh, New England, and then all of a sudden on the last frame, you've got this wrapped up cutoff low there southeast of uh, of New Jersey, and we can't go. And then it then it kind of moves on out. It's a tight little system. The other thing I want to point out too, by the way, if as far as the long range is concerned, is the fact that it seems like we might be in for you know an interesting times for the next couple of weeks because the Pacific is looking a bit better. Uh, a deep cutoff drops down into the Gulf of Alaska and 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 moves southward right along 120. Um, I'm sorry, right along 130 west, and you get you start to get some ridging here. Uh, next, uh, uh, this is February 2nd now, so we're looking at you know well into the long range, but. Uh, you start to get some ridging up here, and there's there's a bit of you know more of a polar connection coming into the east. And on the the last uh, this this particular run, I don't remember. I, I think even on the earlier run, it, it uh, some of the the GFS runs were trying to drop a deep trough in the west and bring the, a ridge to the east at the end of the forecast period. But it seems to have backed off quite a bit now uh, in the last couple of runs. So this might bode well for the long range and also. You still have, by the way, above normal pressures across Greenland. There's a big ridge there up at 40, builds all the way up across Greenland and into the Arctic. So you still have uh, a, a, a negative NAO signature. And, you know, we're, <clears throat> we're at to February 5th. So, yeah, I, you know, the ne certainly next week looks interesting. And maybe even beyond that uh, will look, uh, we'll look pretty interesting. It just seems that it, it, when we get to the, when, when each system gets to the, Atlantic coastline, it seems to want to cut out a little short wave or some kind of a trough or something. And uh, you're right, as over the next couple of weeks, you know, if we, if we miss one, another one is coming coming around, you know, two, three days after that, you know, and what, what's the old saying about, you know, you go to the well once too many times and, uh, yeah. you know, it, it keeps, we keep missing one and one and one, but one of these, one of these is going to have to, you know, connect one of these is going to have to uh eventually hit the so-called home run if you're uh, if you're a snow lover and uh, that's why you're i think you're absolutely right you get into the end of this month and on into february it's what, what i've been saying for the longest time now I, I really didn't think that we would see much in january but february march a backloaded winter still think that's a that's a good chance of happening all right so i i uh, i've got pivotal weathers um maps up I'm going to try and see if I can do a loop here. All of a sudden, now I forgot how to do it. Here we go. So let's go to a forecast loop, and we'll let it uh, we'll let it build here, so we can take a look at you know how the Tim, the Tim Beltman, Tim Beltman, by the way, is on the chat board. Says I'm not exactly sure what he means. You're taking a few short sig oh signal hits tonight. Oh, we I, I haven't heard. But, you know, oh, it, it, it's quite it's possible. That's why. Let me get rid of that goes picture. So, you know, that might that might help. That may help the cause. Um, OK, so let's let me run through this pivotal map really quick, because this this also is, you know, trying to load down extra frames. I don't have a strong signal where I am right now. So my apologies for that. I will be back up in the New York area sometime next week. Uh, so um, uh, things will get better. Oh, good. So, so you're going to you're going to share share the fun with all of us next week, then, right? Uh, well, yeah. If 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 it does look like we're going to wind up getting some snow, then I will probably drive back up on Sunday. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't want to miss it. Um, okay, so let's let's just go through this um, and, and take a look at what the European is doing with with the uh, surface. 
So you can get an idea how it matches up with the up with the upper air. So of course you just saw that low uh, move across the south that we're looking at Friday uh, afternoon here. That moves out and gone. It's very weak. And of course you've got this nice big high. And now here comes the low that's going to be our our system for uh, Monday night potentially later Monday into Tuesday. And there you see it, Southern Arkansas. And I, the operational took the low, you know, to Eastern Kentucky, and and then it goes. Actually, I'm sorry, Joe. You know what I'm showing right now? I take it back. This is the parallel GFS. Okay, the oh. the parallel GFS is very much like the other models. And this one, the the parallel would argue that the northern fringe of the precip is, you know, maybe to about Poughkeepsie uh, would be the would be the northern fringe. But it, at least the parallel GFS is in line with uh, what the other models are doing. Now I'll put bring up the European. My mistake because I, I, I wanted to look at the parallel and uh, I pulled it up and I forgot to reload it. So let's let's get the um, we'll get the European in here. And uh, just everybody be patient uh, because it will load up shortly. And there you have it on the uh, on the European. So I'll just backtrack this a little bit. And I see on the European, Joe, the, the primary winds up going uh, to uh, West Eastern Ohio. That went a little fast. There we go. Goes to Eastern Ohio. But it also is showing there's this big sprawling high up in Canada that's, that's part of its building southward. The other part is building over the top of the low and into southeastern Canada. So it's trying to wedge down cold air down the coast here. And the European, at least from the standpoint of, of, of what the, uh, the precip shield looks like, never really brought the, the rain, never changed it over to snow in New York City. Uh, it brought it uh, to about, okay, I don't know what I just did here. I'm sorry, this is the second one. But let's roll this back. Okay, so here we go. Sorry about that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you can see that this, this round of snow and then sleet. And of course, you notice that on the southern edge there, there's a lot of freezing rain down in Pennsylvania and into Maryland. Uh, the primary goes into northeast Ohio, but the isobars are all stretched out from <clears throat> Delaware, the Delmarva Peninsula eastward. So there's another secondary low that there's a secondary low that's going to develop there. And that becomes the main low and it moves away. And then, of course, you see what Joe was talking about, uh, what, uh, what you were just talking about with the second system that comes out, it's got a low in eastern Kentucky, and then it goes into West Virginia, the secondary forms off the uh, North Carolina coast, and it, it starts to wrap up nicely, brings snow, the snow shield to about New York City, but it has you know darker blue snows down in New Jersey and into the Delmarva Peninsula, and then it starts to move straight east, and this is early in the game, so obviously we're going to see this change over time, but... Um, uh, yeah, definitely next week is going to be, uh, uh, you know, fun to, uh, for a change. After these long dry stretches we had have this had this month, assuming that nothing, uh, nothing else changes, we should have some things to talk about. Yes, and uh, when you talk about eleven consecutive dry days, and uh, then you have a little bit, you had more than just a little bit. We had over an inch of uh, liquid precip, and then we've gone right back to the same kind of dry weather pattern, save for the snow showers and flurries that we had here uh, today, but a few more dry days coming up. So yeah, it's it's time. It's time that things start to really act up. And all of the uh, all the parameters, Joe, for the NAO, the AO, the uh, Pacific uh, NAO, I mean, like all of those are converging, as you said, toward the end of this month. And sure enough, there's there's it looks like the operational models are trying to form something yeah. of significance by then. So who who's to say? You know, by the end of next week, a lot of people may be uh, jumping up and down like uh, Mark Gastineau of the Jets used to do after he tackled somebody. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I don't know if the chairman left me a. I don't think the chairman left me a. Uh, did he leave me any questions for tonight? <clears throat> uh, yes, he did. Okay, so we do have Briller Jeopardy tonight. This is the final round of the presidential Briller Jeopardy, Joe. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Sure. So question one. Who was the pre first president to own a car? 
Was it, um, I'll take a, well, let's see. Could it have been Warren Harding? Also Warren Harding. Uh, William Warren G. Harding. William Howard Taft. You were close because I Taft. No, I was going to say I was going to say Taft, but I said, well, let's move. And you know what? Warren G. Harding was what around the late late teens, early twenties. So yeah, a car could have come. The car could have come along earlier than that. So all right. Yes. Um, who was the first president to ask for a declaration of war? Was um, for World War One, maybe that that could have been. Uh, oh, who was it for World War? Who was the World War One? Uh, he, he, he Wilson, the League of the, the Wilson. League of Nations. Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Wilson. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. Right, Mr. Wilson. Wilson. Right, Wilson. Wilson. Well, the that's wrong. The uh, the answer that's is, wrong? and uh, that's wrong. Uh, the answer is James Madison. James Madison. Um, was what, he? Was what he, war? The War of eighteen twelve, maybe. Eighteen twelve. Yeah. All right. Against Britain. Um, I'm thinking that that might be it. Uh, the first president impeached by the House of Representatives. Well, was that was that Andrew Johnson? Andrew Johnson. Um, yes. The first president from the from the People's Republic of the State of Vermont. Sorry, the Bill. <laughs> uh, that that was, um, oh, oh dear. Um, who who succeed was, no, no, it wasn't Truman. Um, I, I know that he, he was I'll, I'll sworn give, by I'll, his father. I'll give you he a hint. I'll give you a hint. He has a, his, yeah. his 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 both his first and his last name could be first names. Oh, his first and his last name could be first. Could be first could names. Be. Well, I know, I know the I know the president you're talking about, because when word got to him, he was up in Vermont, and I think his father was the one who. Who swore him in? Yes, and then, and then Calvin, Calvin, no, Calvin Coolidge, no. no. Who, who was it? Who's got a first name? Who's got the first name of Coolidge? Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, okay, I, I'll give you another hint. Um, he, hmm, how do I put this? Uh, You're being too kind, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I would say one of the names would be the name of a of a character that uh, used to pop in on an, uh, on occasion in in strange ways. He was an he, he he was an uncle. Maybe if I maybe if I were not all right, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a stronger hint. He was a warlock. He was a warlock. He was a warlock. Uncle Uncle. Uh... <laughs> Are we talking about the witch? Yes, Uncle Arthur. Uncle Arthur. Chester, Chester, Chester Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> I'm trying to help you here. I understand. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. So uh, the chairman has two teaching certifications. What are the two subjects? I. What? Uh, it's, this, it's, it's, what? Bo it's the bonus question. The chairman has two teaching certifications. In what subjects is he certified in? All right. Um, History and uh, well, all right. So social studies is one. Social studies and language arts. Um, no, special ed. Special, special ed. ed. Okay. And I think the chairman is out doing COVID runs, so uh, hopefully he's. You know, I know he is. He's trying to stay. He is trying to stay safe. So um, no, he's on the board tonight. Oh, okay, good. Nice to see him. He's on the board. Yay for the chairman. Okay, so. Um, I think that pretty much wraps it up for tonight. Unless you got anything else to add.
Well, Chester Arthur was not the one I was thinking of. <laughs> I, I, you know. Well, I mean, you know, it wasn't going to be Chester Esmeralda for Christ's sake. Yes, but I'm now now you got me got me wondering who was the president who I knew was was sworn in by his father. This is this is going to drive me crazy now for the uh, for the rest of the night. And not his mother. Oh, he wasn't a mother. No, he wasn't a mother. Because <laughs> sometimes a he can be a better mother than a she. That's right. Yes. <clears throat> well, look it up uh, on right. look it up on Wikipedia off camera, okay? I will do that. I will do that. Okay. The Joe and, and Joe Jimmy one thirty two says Jimmy one thirty two says you guys are done already. I just got here. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. Seven thirty, Jimmy. Seven thirty. The, uh, the Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by our, our friends at Omni True Value Hardware, Long Island's largest uh, rock salt provider and a provider of everything you need when it comes to winter storms, which maybe next week we might actually get something. 631-756-1125-1226 North Wellwood Avenue in West Babylon. They service the entire tri-state area. They are a local business. Support your local businesses. OmniTrueValue.com. So uh, I'm not sure about tomorrow night, Joe. I may have something to do, uh, so I'll let you know tomorrow. So, folks, I don't know if we're going to have a show tomorrow night, but if we don't have a show tomorrow night, since we un unless you've got something to do on Friday, we we will do a show on Friday. Does that work for you? I have nothing. I have nothing to do. Okay, so in Either the Thursday or Friday. Okay, so in the event there is no Joe and Joe show tomorrow night, there will be a Joe and Joe show on Friday night when we normally don't have a Joe and Joe show. And then, of course, we'll be back on Sunday morning uh, for our Sunday morning show at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Even if I have to drive up, uh, even if I decide to drive back up on Sunday, I'll leave right after the Joe and Joe weather show. How's that for loyalty? There you go. Right. There you go. All right, folks, have a great night. Thanks again for being here. Many thanks to James H., David Fuller, and Paul Roman, our three Super Chat hits tonight. 121 night likes. We don't care about the unlikes. 137 viewers uh, left here at the end. Uh, and uh, we thank everybody for being here. So we will see you either tomorrow but or Friday. One or the other, but not both. 99. Sim Salabim. 99. <laughs>